the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have two lines open, one 888 Let me make an observation about the previous commercial. I hope you watched it. Sorry, not watched it. Listen to it. But even the one before that about the demonic movie that uh, Salem is... Um, you know, offering to be watched. Isn't that kind of strange? Here we are with all of these bizarre things on and and something of a Christian uh, ministry is going to be promoting a movie on demonism. This came right after I talked about um, Anthony Hopkins and uh, uh, the other young lady that was in Silence of the Lamb. Horrific, horrific. But many of those movies, and you and I have talked about this, have elements of what are called predictive programming in them. Predictive programming. In other words, the movies are another subliminal methodology on the part of sociologists and and, and, uh, and uh, psychoscientists uh, working with um, our government to train people to think and act certain ways. This would be very much like um, the born... Uh, uh, born supremacy um, sort of legacy. Uh, you guys know the that whole series of uh, the born conspiracy of uh, training men and women how to be killers and cutting on and off their uh, cutting on and off their their psyche, their mind uh, when they need to, and and so that they can do this evil and then not even be aware that they did it. The born conspiracy and. Uh, uh, you just heard of a young man, or I don't know how old he was, in in Kentucky, went into the bank where he worked, and he unloaded and killed four or five people, and he videoed it while he was doing it. You see what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Virtue. Freedom without virtue is a curse. We need freedom, but we need virtue. We don't need slavery. We don't need the government to control us. They can't create smart cities. They can only create controlled cities. And so we've got this guy that goes in there and videos it because he wants the world to see him go off on somebody. Now, that is demonic. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. We just heard the commercial of the young lady saying 2000 kids are reported missing every day. And we go ho-hum. Except when is your child? And this is where um, I, I want to kind of continue and close out with, with Brother Jermaine on line number one. When we're talking to people and trying to warn them and giving them evidence with the kind of coy we possibly can, Jermaine, uh, and they and they exercise what we have learned long ago as the normalcy bias, um, inclination to either play it down. This is called the minim, minim, minimalist um, response. You minimize it. You minimize it. It's not that big. And then you distance it. It's over there. It's not right here. Because if in reality it's right here and it's as large as it really is, 
then I'm obligated conscientiously to do something about it. But people don't want to do anything about it. And this is why the government persists in doing things that are unconstitutional, unbiblical, uh, anti-social um, and uh, globalist in its orientation. And this is all about um uh, domination and control of the masses of the people by making them sick, killing them, and uh, and taking their property and, and and moving and marshalling them into quarantines called smart cities, and then putting them under a complete uh, biosecurity state system by which they can watch everything that is being done. And so, you know, people will hear me and say, ah, conspiracy. Then I know you're dumb, you're ignorant, you're naive. If not, um, utterly blinded to what's going on in China. That's exactly what goes on in China. And uh, China has invaded America, as I said in my opening monologue. So what should we be doing, Jermaine? We should be continually telling people as much as we can. I mean, as we preach the gospel, people's eyes glaze over too. We can't presuppose that because they don't want to hear the gospel that we shouldn't share it with them. Where we can, we should, and where we can lay it out before them in a matter that is clear enough for them to uh, find themselves uh, obligated to have uh, heard what we said last, as the scripture makes makes it very plain. Uh, in that day, they won't be able to say they didn't know because faithful Christians in love and coy and wisdom, wise as serpents, gentle as doves, laid out before humanity these sieges and traps that are taking place in our world right now. I, you know, I, 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 we have to continue to do it. May God give you grace to be loving enough to share with your loved ones and your friends these things, because uh, it, it, it means a lot to be a sheepdog and warn a sheep about the presence of the enemy. This is Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 18 and Ezekiel 33. Bless you, my brother. Let me go to line number. Let's see here two and talk with Richard from San Jose. Richard, are you there? Line number two, is Richard there? Do we lose him? If we lost Richard from line number two, we'll pick up Teresa from line number three. Let's just pick somebody up. Testing one, two, one, two, testing. Are we on the air? Hello? Hi, Teresa? Yes, can you hear me? Um, Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit. What's going on? Oh man. Um, so I had two questions. One was from um the broadcast last week. I was hoping you could um kinda elaborate on um this stuff you were talking about, the the banks and it's like boiling down to five major banks running, um, because of the whole stuff with people um not being able to get their money. But right. like do you believe it'll be like head towards basically a cashless society with everything going digital. And even if we did withdraw our money, would we still be able to use it? Or is it just a way for um, the banks to get everyone into formation to get into um, digital um, um, with, you know, a cashless society. And then with the, with the veggies and the fruits and, and the meats, you know, um, you're saying it being larger, uh, our fruits and vegetables, I guess it would be wise, wouldn't it, to just grow our own stuff since it seems like we can't trust what's being put in the meat or the or vegetables and stuff like that. 
I don't know. I just wanted to know what were your thoughts on that. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll um, hang up so I can hear you. Okay, great. Thank you, Teresa. Okay. God bless you. Um, we're going to start at the top. Um, so separation has always been the ultimate virtue of peace-loving people whenever a government goes tyrannical. This, this is not new. The reason America has existed for 400 years is because King George III thought he could be God and just tell people what to do. So you, you can imagine, I'm, I'm going to talk for one more minute, take a break, come back and pick this up. Great question. I'll get the rest of you after that. You can imagine um, people living under the tyranny of King George who just uttered decrees. And, and quite interestingly enough, you know what he was doing? Increasing taxes everywhere because the increase of taxes is the increase of slavery. The increase of taxes is the increase of slavery. Well, our government knows that it can't do too much more taxation because we are in debt by 30, 40, 50 trillion dollars. That's a whole nother program conversation about that. And so they're already all of these folks who are part of the globalist agenda with the IMF, International Monetary Fund Banking System, have already for decades set up a new mechanism for financial domination control. So they're wiping out fiat money everywhere uh, in the context of wars as well. You see China and Russia and Iran and other countries are working together to create their own currency solvency. uh, Biden is a problem, you guys. You're going to wake up to that. He sold us out. So when we talk about the CBDCs, as I shared this two, three years ago, it's already here. You're already being nudged into that by Almost every other place that you go to uh, purchase something, they are no longer taking cash. You already see that is what I'm saying. People don't want to admit what's going on. So I have an article here. I don't have time to read it, but if you want it, I'll email it to you. I want to stop CBDCs. What can I do? I'll send it to you, but certainly, my dear sister, it's here, so you don't have to you don't have to worry about this being another conspiracy theory by 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 PJ. It's not. It's a fact. Uh, at some point, they'll uh, create the conditions by which our economy collapses, and then people will be subjugated to it. But I'll say this before I go to break as well, and then I'll come back and unpack it more. Just as it was in the days of King George the Third, people were already creating, establishing, framing, uh, discoursing around new modes of community. Please be sure that's happening right now. New modes of community are happening right now. And America was set up in a way, you guys, to which it can't be taken over as a whole country, all 49 states here in the union. It can't be. And there are states right now that are opposing the CBDCs. They just won't let another entity outside of America govern our money. I got more to say about it when I come back. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yeah, go for it, Marcus. Go for it, Marcus. Need all the brothers on the front line doing whatever they can do to engage in what we call biblical apologetics, which is what I do. Biblical apologetics is mapping a biblical worldview on everything that goes on in the world. If we're talking about money, God has something to say about it. If we're talking about men, God has something to say about it. If we're talking about women and children and families, 
God has something to say about it. If we're talking about <clears throat> the distinction between human beings and animals, God has something to say about it. And, and Christians ought to be equipped, capable, and eager to say what God has to say about these matters. If we're talking about governments, God has something to say about it. If we're talking about medicine, God has something to say about it. Everything that man is doing, God has something to say. And those who know God need to say what God says <clears throat> about what's going on and not to be fearful. So I was talking to my dear sister, Teresa. She was asking, what should we do? I'm just going to quote from the article and you guys can have it if you want it at GBC at uh, GBC Hayward at gmail.com. I can send it to you. GBC Hayward at gmail.com. This this these are two sisters that have been in the banking industry for a long time, very sharp. And they've been seeing this for years and they've been warning people like when, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. These ladies have worked at top levels and have been warning about what's coming and they're telling you, you can do something. So I'm just going to kind of state uh, in, in bullet points and then go back to our phone lines. One is use cash. Don't get conditioned not to. Secondly, nurture an analog system. What, what they mean by nurture an analog system is to create a balance between your uh, your card and your cash. It's called the healthy balance. When you need to use your card, use it. When you don't need to, don't use it. Um, and, and when you do that, you are actually supporting the hand on and hands trade uh, cash system, which has been the system that God has ordained from the beginning of time, a cash in hand, a cash transfer system, which means <clears throat> you are responsible for your finances, not some bank. The banks have tricked everybody into believing that your money is safe being with them. But you never see your money. You only see numbers. You never see your money. You never see your money. You only see numbers. Tell them to give you all your money. If you got $100,000 in the bank, watch. It'll take a month to get. <clears throat> Thirdly, seek integrity. Be a man or a woman of integrity. Thirdly, bank at an intimate scale. Now, I don't want to unpack this now, but a lot of people are doing it. They're getting out of the big banks that are collapsing because a lot of good economists are telling you which banks are collapsing. Get smaller uh, credit union banks or institutions that are able to operate at lower levels that won't be impacted by the market as it continues to fluctuate and a lot of the um uh, portfolios and a lot of the um, the different commodities and <clears throat> and platforms that they're operating out of are falling apart. So uh, bank at an intimate scale, if you can finance your friends, not your enemies. This is so powerful, but I don't have time to deal with it. This is called banking, uh, using your money with integrity, support that which is honest, good and reliable, and that is promotive of <clears throat> a hands-on economy. Number six, support state officials who support financial freedom. I told you this is happening in other states. It's not happening in California. I think there are one or two who are stating it. Let me pull that back. You'll have to look them up. You can look up uh, your House of Representatives and list of senators that might be able to help you. Uh, this one here is saying, demand the New York Fed be held accountable. <laughs> Uh, good luck with that. And I don't even believe in luck. Number eight, demand the U.S. to exit the World Health Organization. Amen. See, you don't know. The word health for them means total control. The world total 
control organization. I don't have time to talk about it. Number nine, say no to taxation without representation. Say no to taxation without representation. That is, the moment you go to CBDCs, you're no longer represented. Your government will have passed on the duty of taking care of your finances to an institution outside of the nation. Your government will have said, we will let an international monetary global banking system determine the security of your finances. This is called America being sold out. I told you that what we're dealing with is a takeover of our country. It's happening right under your nose. One day you'll wake up and be the slave of a system that is global in nature and you'll you'll get what you want because you know what you were saying all along? Nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do about it. Number 10, protect the Second Amendment. Number 11, warn your family and friends. Number 12, don't let propaganda convince you that CBDCs are okay. Number 13, celebrate the opportunity. I love that. There's more to be said. GBCHayward at gmail.com. GBCHayward at gmail.com. If you want to get it, I'll send you that article. It it unpacks a lot of things. Let me go to line number, um, let me see, line number four. Is it James? Clear up this for me, man, uh, who we got left. Let me go to line number four and talk with James. I don't know who else is on the line. James, what's going on? Same old stuff, apparently. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's just amazing to me. Uh, I don't know just how many people are just, I think, fine with just the status quo. It's like they don't want to look into, you know, they don't want to research. Now, when I say status quo, I mean, I know it has a lot to do with the, you know, the mass formation, walking in lockstep, because to me, it's just, this is just the world that they live in, and they don't anticipate anything beyond this. Uh, So, I mean, when I I think about what's going on in the nation, I know that everybody is not asleep, but because of what we, when we talk about this all the time, because people will not put their phones down and move away from their, the, the channels they watch on their TV, they can't know anything else. It's like, that's the only truth to them. That's the truth. They don't know the truth. They don't have the sermons. I guess what I really want to say is, is there any way to know the truth outside except for God's discernment? Is there any way to know the truth? Um, yeah. <clears throat> yes and no. Let me let's 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 create a hierarchy of revelation and um, truth dimensions. <clears throat> and you'll know this is this will be true. Um, you'll know that from the beginning of the scandemic. Um, that there were good men and women who are closer to ground zero of the um, the framework for this agenda, the foundation, the uh, infrastructure and superstructure of it, because they all worked inside these systems. You'll know that you you already know that the the more legitimate, incredible um, whistleblowers or trumpeteers, as God calls them in Ezekiel thirty three. Um, are men and women who were on the inside and they saw something on the inside and they tried to warn people on the inside and then got pushed to the outside. Um, This is almost always the beginning of the end of a 
an era and the transition from that era to a new era. It almost always is as it was for the church, uh, the Reformation. Uh, Luther and Zwingli and others tried to tried to have a conversation on the inside, <clears throat> but the powers that be said, no, we're not changing our system. We're not going from the church-centered salvation method to the Christ-centered salvation method. We're not going to switch up. We want to have control because Rome thought they could run the world. They found out differently. They're a part of it, but they don't run the world anymore. Technology outran Rome and Rome is like some old um, senile system that um, that can only work behind the scenes, not up front, because it needs a complete religious overhaul to be Uh, diabolically persuasive today because men and women are much more committed to science than they are to scripture and to tradition. That is even the case with our our evangelical churches today, James. Our evangelical churches are almost antiquated, almost irrelevant. That's why most of them are um, injecting into their system of uh, effete existence Um, levels of secularism and superficial significance, either emotional therapeutic messages or pragmatic messages, getting as far away from scriptural messages as they possibly can and uh, and trying to make Jesus as uh, broadly relevant without actually coming down with the hammer and the conditions and the consequences of rejecting him as Lord. This is what makes our churches irrelevant today in America. As one Arthur said, with all the problems going on today, the churches should be filled with men and women asking what in the world is going on and what must I do to be saved? So when we say um, the truth, um, does that come only from a biblical standpoint? Well, think about God being the God of all mankind, him creating all of us in his image and him giving us vestiges and levels of truthful insight that will make all men culpable of the judgment on the last day. So men have enough of a knowledge of the truth to be condemned. The highest qualitative knowledge will be the knowledge of God and the person of Christ for the salvation of their soul. But the, the subordinate insight and wisdom that they have on practical, social, moral, ethical levels is adequate enough. We know that because because ever since we've been fighting this battle of woke theology, we have met good men and women, good in the sense that they have operated out of the integrity of knowing a bunch of crap has been going on and have been fighting the good fight of faith in a lot of ways more relevantly and more importantly and more significantly than church folk. And so, yes, we want people with all of the levels of insight in all of the areas of life that are critical to our survival because it becomes an opportunity for us with that redemptive knowledge to share with them the ultimate escape being Jesus the Christ. So we don't want to narrow our view of truth to the exclusive claims of scripture for two reasons. I'm going to talk about that when I come back. One of them is to make truth so esoteric that it's completely irrelevant. People have to kind of buy into a kind of a mystical notion of of Gnostic truth if they want to even uh, pretend that they have life. But truth is bigger than that. I'll talk about it when I come back. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time 638. Three lines open, one 367 5329 If you want to join the conversation, three lines open, one 367 5329 Jeremiah, they will not listen to you. Tell them anyway. Ezekiel, they will not 
listen to you. Tell them anyway. Isaiah, they will not listen to you. Tell them anyway. Nahum, Obadiah, they will not listen to you. Tell them anyway. So we have a very clear pattern in the Proverbs, uh, in the prophets, Brother James, that the conditionality for being uh, optimistically committed to the proclamation of truth is not determined by whether or not people will listen to us. Um, They won't. In many cases, they won't, because even as the gospel is proclaimed until until God changes men and women's heart, they won't hear the gospel. And we still do it enthusiastically at the other levels. Your Bible is such that it says that God is the God of all flesh. He's the father of spirits. He's the one that raises up kings. He's the one that establishes nations. He's the one that ordains families. He made them male and female. He's the one that ordains procreation. And he's the one that says, educate them in the fear and the nurture of the Lord. He's the one that gives wisdom and knowledge. That being said, every discipline, every learning, every trade, Every educational format relative to knowing anything good and right and productive and and, and prospering has come from God. And God says the kings are to bow before him and listen. He says in Romans 13, the authorities that are made are supposed to obey God with the limited objective of rewarding good and punishing evil. He said, however, judges and rulers ought to know what's right and what's good and should study God's word to know them. And again, God speaks to um, the common folks that they're available to come near God through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And God also said to um, humanity that uh, to whom much is given, much is required and that the promises Whatever a man has to do, do it with all of his might and God will prosper him. God said, let the um, wheat and the tares grow together. God says his mercy reigns on the just and the unjust. And so what I am saying in that regard, Brother James and everyone listening, uh, we have to always be careful about the faulty bifurcation or dichotomizing or distinguishing of saved and unsaved. As the the saved only know the truth, any kind of truth, all truth, and the unsaved don't. That would be um, that would be far from the truth empirically. That would be far from the truth historically. That would be far from the truth um, scripturally. We would even see in the Bible many times where kings who are pagan have more insight and reverence to God's word than the children of of Israel. We would see this clearly with uh, Cyrus. We would see this with Xerxes and we would see it with Darius. We would see it uh, with with many others as well. This is why the Bible is given in the historical narrative is so powerful because it weaves the history of God's people into the fabric of human history and makes the relationships between saved and unsaved, such as that we cannot do without them and they cannot do without us because they affirm us in our election and we confirm them in their knowledge that they have to give an answer for uh, as well. Remembering this, 
that they come over to the side that we're on because we were on the side that they're on and we were able to mutually engage each other until we all rose to the higher level of redemptive knowledge in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And therefore, yes, um, while we are seeing a, a massive, massive uh, normalcy bias and ignorance of the factors that are taking place in our world, and they can be somewhat, um, they can be somewhat uh, discouraging. The reality is, is we got to remember uh, God's word and remember his statutes and remember his ordinances. This is not about us, our feelings. This is about God's glory uh, being communicated. And it is about God's testimony saying that they know that they won't be able to stand before God on that last day and say that they didn't know. They do know. They do know. And when we are uh, fortunate enough to know the highest level of uh, truth and reality in the person of God and the work of Christ and by the power of the spirit and by the testimony of scripture, we can actually shed more light on uh, intellectual, historical, um, practical truths that all mankind needs. I would also say that many of the disciplines in our secular world um, have only reached their highest levels of flourishing and benefit to mankind by good men and women who are either God-fearing people or believers in those disciplines. So we want this to be a both and because that's the way God is glorified. A bridge is built between us and them. May the Lord bless you for that. Let me go to line number one and talk with Marsha from Los Gatos. Marsha, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Jesse. It's so good to be talking with you again, and thank you for what you do, but thank you so much for um, your calling. Um, we love you. God loves you, and we um, are listening carefully. I want to know what you have to say about um, the social scoring system in China, which goes onto their cell phone, a green, a yellow, or a red light, which lets them know if they are free to travel or stay in their home or have the uh, uh, what used to be the PCR testing on yeah. them, how they would try or anyone in our government or across the world would try to establish that here in America. How do you see them trying to implicate that? Yeah, uh, implement it. They want to implement it. They really do. This is the battle going on in Washington. Um, I want to carry you over after the break. I'm going to take one minute to kind of set the table and then you and I can converse, converse about this. Uh, China is the model for the reprobate, traitorous, um, uh, deep state, which is which consists of both left and right. They're called globalists. They have been adequately warned uh, and exposed by good men going all the way to ba- all the way back um, for for many decades. They're called the globalists. Um, they definitely want a one world government. And that would include a one world health system, a one world banking system and a one world <clears throat> biosecurity state system, which a lot of our good people have been warning about. And that would include a uh, uh, an ESG, as you are stating, um, a, a, a sort of social uh, economic social grading program by which if we comply, then we are permitted to interact in our society at the economic level. If we don't, our resources will be limited and held back. And if we protest, we can be punished. People don't believe this. It will happen because people are set up today to be slaves. You hold on. When we come back, we'll finish this conversation on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. 
And now back to Lifeline. We are back and we are considering a very germane topic presented to us by one of our listeners, Marsha from Los Gatos on line one. So I think I'll start this way, Marsha, and then we can we can dialogue a little bit about it um, for our listening audience. All they have to do is Google it. What is ESG, Environmental Social Governance? Um, ESG means environmental social governance and represents a more stakeholder centric approach to doing business. That would take some time to unpack. But what stakeholder approach, stakeholder centric approach means there is a correlation not between you and me and anybody, but between government, government and big business. That means you and I are just pawns in the play. The stakeholder-centric approach is about the World Health Organization, Davos, Davos, Gavi, the G20 nations, um, Council for Foreign Relations, um, Goals 2000, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, all of this, the UN nation, the Department of Defense, our government with big business and big tech, framing how the world should be governed. And these are the three main pillars that dominate their agenda. The environment, our social ethical responsibility, I'll talk about that, and then the governance system, which I talked about first. Humanity is slated by the one world government to be uh, controlled by a body of what they would consider experts that will draw up policies and determine how society should function. Hopefully, as they would state it, we can get all societies on the earth to be smart societies. That means they won't be driving more than 15 minutes. They won't be operating outside of certain limitations and spaces. They will be confined not to fly airplanes uh, more than a couple times a year. They will be confined to eating only certain kinds of food that will be artificially induced and controlled by uh, the stockholders at the top, Bill Gates and others. Uh, They will then also be uh, controlled by surveillance as to their behavior at the hygiene level. This is called data hygiene and security. That is what really started two and a half years ago with this pandemic, data, hygiene, and security. They will also be uh, scored as to their interaction with the woke doctrine of LGBT, LGBTQI, uh, STUV, WXYZ, gender and diversity inclusion. And if you don't comply, your social score will be impacted. Um, mental health, community relationships, all of that will be governed from the top down. In terms of the environment, right now you and I are being encroached upon by the lie of climate change. Climate change is a lie. Any real good geologist knows that the problems that are uh, being asserted happening is nothing but an inflammatory uh, uh, the boy crying wolf cry about changes in our uh, in our our geology our world in in fact our whole um, solar system uh, relationship uh, is something that has been uh, woven into the fabric of fear so that they can control it. I, I, I have been calling people's interest to a website called geoengineering.com with, with Dame Wigington. Absolutely phenomenal. Just go there, geoengineering.com. Let him explain the battle he's fighting to expose um, uh, people to the fact that our, our governments around the world are creating the problem that they plan on solving 
by taking control of everything that you have and then telling you they're coming to rescue you, which is happening right before our eyes, which happened to China, which happened in part to Russia, which is happening now in Australia and in Canada, thanks to the World Economic Forum taking and training their um, so-called stockholders and putting them in positions of power, thanks to uh, uh, Joe Biden, who has been in the pockets of uh, China for decades now, who is a stone out trader of our country in this regard. Thanks. Thanks to him there. This is why uh, you and I are seeing the changes that are happening blatantly and, and, and subtly at the same time. Uh, and the changes happening at the sociological level in terms of our children being transformed into the image of some monstrosity of a denial of the organic order that God created and thanks to um, the uh, media blitz of all kinds of crisis, 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 mental health is off the chart. And thus you have a guy walking into a bank videoing the attempt to kill people. See, the nation that forgets God shall be turned into hell. And, uh, you know, churches, churches should be talking like I'm talking. Pastors should know these things. I was... Uh, I was on an airplane going to Austin, Texas a couple weeks ago, and I was reading through um, Martin Luther King's uh, Strength to Love, a book that uh, a dear friend of mine gave. I've read about four, five, six, seven sermons, and I was astonished to read the sermons. These are a collection of his sermons. I was astonished to read how, how often he warned his own congregation of the diabolical agendas of our government the same way I'm doing. I was pleasantly surprised that he wasn't merely politicizing. He was telling them that they're engaging in a battle that is so, um, so powerful, pervasive and so high that the only way this battle could be won is if there's an intervention by God and the behavior on the part of Christians that has to go beyond, not avoid, but go beyond politics. Christian and politics for the last 40, 50 years has not worked. The religious right sold out to the scepter of power, secular power, governmental power, and simply joined with the beasts and destroying people and nations and turned a blind eye to it, which is what they're doing now. I'm here to tell you. Much of the evangelical church that sits right up there with Biden and sits up there with Trump and sits up there with Bush and sits up there with Clinton has bought into a whole nother set of propagandas in terms of eschatology. That's basically setting people up to be trapped by the Antichrist system. And it's on its way here, too. And as I was saying earlier, we're about to end our program. But what I was saying earlier uh, to the question that came to me by a prior caller um, was, what shall we do? Well, people are already preparing for alternative modes of existence, Um, leveraging the freedom that we already have. Freedom without virtue is a curse. And freedom requires being responsible in men and women who are given to the diligence that our founding fathers told us must be the case. If you're going to retain your freedom, you got to fight for it. And uh, so people are doing that. We're doing that through all the legitimate measures we possibly can. And good Christians are not buying into fatalism. We are buying into the sovereignty of God. We are saying that God's in control and he's telling us what we should do. And the people that obey him will do exploits. 
They will do exploits and God will win in the end and God's people will shine as the stars in heaven and the apostates will fall like the stars from the sky. And that's the sad reality of what we see taking place in our country right now and in the UK. It's sad. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Read your Bible, pray. Ask God to give you good shepherds that will tell you the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.